pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome back to the Rugby Pod Podcast. I'm Andy Rowan. I'm joined here by Big Jim and Goody. Ollie's here as well. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, pretty good. Good how, week. How was your week? Yeah, mate. I'm all right. Um, <laughs> other game, Saturday. I'm absolutely dying still. Too What's old happened? for it. Too old for it now. Played Bath away. Lost. Well done, Bath. Mate, Bath were good. You know, I could have won it for us. I had a, I had a run in. Three metres out. We can probably chat about that. Ollie's got his hand over his mouth, laughing his head off. Yeah, we'll come back to that later on. Shall we? And, yeah. um, and, and, and Goody, how's, how was your week, mate? Yeah, just working hard in the city. Yeah, working hard? A few dinners. We had it, both of us, Jim and I. Dinners? A, yeah, we had a dinner for Matt Hampson the other day. Uh, XL Catlin's offices in town, which was good fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. Overlooking see, London. Very good to see Hambo again. So, yeah, busy week, busy week, but good. Very and you, did you order in the, the Ales by Mail for, oh, for the mate, dinner? I've had about three every night. Very good. Well, thanks again to Ales by Mail, uh, who have been supporting us throughout the November Internationals. And if you don't already know, they, they deliver beer to your front door. And they have hundreds and hundreds of ales to choose from, including our famous Rugby Pod Pack. And you can get a 10% discount on all beers using that code uh, RugbyPod10, which is what a few of your mates have been doing, haven't they, boys? You've been plugging it to, to, the, to the lads? Yeah, my mate Kofskin bought some. Thanks, said, Kofskin. How many did you get? How many did you get in the pack? Ten, I think. Is it ten? I don't know. Ten I'm for ten percent. Oh, ten beers. Uh, yeah. So Koskin bought a pack. I told him to just buy loads of freedom, but he wanted the black cat. Freedom. And he actually said it. Yeah, he actually liked the the black he liked cat. The black I loved cat. it. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. He drinks snake bite. It was snake bite and black though. So you're right, Koskin. <laughs> That's alsbymail.com if you want to get on that and uh, order some order some beers straight to your door. Uh, so. Last week, we announced a little forfeit for Andy, and the response has been nothing short of huge. Uh, so for those that didn't hear, Andy Good agreed that he would make a comeback if we made it to the number one spot in sports podcast charts, and Jim City had also come down and coach. Um, so all you've got to do to make that happen, and we all want that to happen, is download the Rugby Pod podcast on iTunes. And if you've got any mates, got any family out there, get them to download it as well because it all counts and we want to get to number one. Um, and just to give you guys an update, we're currently at 15th. So keep downloading it, keep sharing it, uh, keep making sure everyone you know is sharing it and downloading it. And uh, if we get up to number one, uh, the comeback is on. And we've had over 108 teams declare an interest and signing you on, Goody. <laughs> They're desperate. Oh. Yeah. Just, just a few, just a few of the big names: uh, Mill Hill Rugby Club, yes, Brackley, Kettering, Forrester Rugby Club, North Berwick, Dorchester, North Berwick, oh, North wow. Berwick. Well, Berwick is one. North Ber- North Berwick is uh, Jason Wheat. You know Jason White, the uh, Scotland legend back row. He coached uh, North Berwick up to one more division, so they're in Scotland. Just over oh, the border. I don't want to go up to Scotland. Makes a lovely, makes a terrible place, Scotland. Is. It's a lovely place. Well, Forrester Rugby Club as well, Scottish team. So they love you, Goody. They, oh, they? they love you. Okay, yeah, they love you. Yeah, We're Scotland. coming up. <laughs> Jedburgh seconds. Jedburgh. Yeah. Jedburgh's well, a Scottish I team. Want, I don't want to play first team. The level will be too high. Well, Jedburgh's a Scottish team. They're a Borders team. They're um, Jedburgh's Greg Laidlaw's team. The excitement I, 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 in your voice is special. Well, I've not read the script, so the fact that I know these grassroots teams, I'm, I'm inspired. Southwark Lancers. Have you heard of them? No. What are they called? Southwark Lancers. They sound cool. They're, they're interested. So how does it feel to have that much interest in getting you back on there, Goody? Not that happy about it, to be honest, because the shirts have got even tighter from last year. 
See Jim's derby hanging out every 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 match. <laughs> you're day. you're going to need to go to a club <laughs> that have got rotten tra- black, uh, cotton uh, traders. Rotten, rotten tra- <laughs> Let's get a club that wears black because apparently black slimming. Although when I wore it for Newcastle, no, it did it, not look slimming. It, it wasn't slimming at all. Um, no, it'd be good fun. Listen, if we get to number one, I will don the Adidas boots. I'll get the samurai gloves out. I'll get the bear kicking tee out, and I will make an absolute tit of myself. But it, we actually said we spoke about it off air because it was done on a bit of a whim last week. Mm. And you, the more you think about it, it is quite cool, isn't it? Like, we'll turn up, we, as in I'll, I'll have me Ron Atkinson You'll be coaching. long jacket, we'll coach. We'll <laughs> Brave heart speech before the game. Exactly. Freedom! And we'll, hey, hours by mail, they'll deliver all the beer. They'll deliver. Yeah, free drinks. Make a, for movie, everyone make a, make a movie out of this. Exactly. We? We we'll, we'll video it and then we'll head out. So it needs to be ideally somewhere where it's, it's good to go after. It's easy accessible. Any preferences? Can Newcastle, you... anywhere in Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Play for the tune again. Yeah. I actually asked uh, Di Young yesterday if he needed a 10. Uh, I was working for BT Sport um, and Cipriani pulled out the day before with a calf injury. They didn't have any 10s at all, so they played Rob Miller there. I said to Di, text him. I was like, mate, I've got my boots in the car. He's like, leave them there. Absolutely no need at all. <laughs> so I just stood on the side of the pitch and talked about it. They didn't. They still hunt, was they? Yeah, they did. Rob Miller played very well, actually. Played really well at 10. What, what would you have done if he called you bluff? Yeah, I'd have said no. He, he, did, he did text me back and he said, don't joke. I'm like, no, I'm not. He's like, okay, I am. Uh, he was more worried about my hair. I said, look, so what the kind hair of, yeah. is fully sewn in, so don't worry about the hair. So what kind of state are you in now oh, compared to when you came out and played again before? Like, so obviously you put on a bit of, you put on a lot of weight no, I haven't when you came back out. So do you do, do, you do more training train, now? Mate, train, train to the cows come on, mate. Just get your head down, pound the turf. What, what sort of training? Like, do you do you do, you do anything now? Anything? Five aside football. Five aside football. That's it. That's it. That's it. Who goes to the gym these days? Who's got time when you got got about eight jobs? That's what happens. Worldwide yeah. currencies, TV, BT Sports. But this is the thing, right? So you look at the BT Sports guys: Ugo, even Benny K. I saw him with his shirt off. Neil Back's doing stuff now. Like mm. he, he had a bit. He had a good rig, shrig, and now he's doing this thing where he's he's <laughs> he got a, a rig again. Hell of a rig. Are you going to get to that point, Goody? Like, because this is the thing. Now we haven't spoken about this, but you're really conscious about your hair. I'm happy with my hair. You're happy, but, yeah. but what about the darb? What happens? So for me, I'd rather have no hair and no darb. I'm all right, mate. You're going hair yeah, and darb. Hair, hair first. Hair, hair first. first. Darb second. <laughs> What's a darb? The, the belly. Oh, a darby. A darby. Darby. If there was a team that you, you wanted to go back and play for off the top of your head, any any sort of teams that you'd you'd want to join? Any grassroots? What about your your first your your last grassroots rugby club that you played for? Who was that? Uh, that was Nuneaton, but I started out at Barker Butts. We've had, Barker, we've had a shout from just Barker go back. Butts, so we? Nuneaton, I played a game for Nuneaton, old boys. Promise you. Uh, How'd you, you go? I can't remember. I, well, I, I, yeah, I can't remember. Probably not that good. I wasn't a great player when I was younger. Nor am I. But no. no, you're good now, mate. You get turnovers for fun. Exactly, but yeah, Barker Butts. A shout out to Barker Butts. Have you heard of Barker Butts, you guys? Barker Butts and Coventry, our very first, my, myself and Jim's very first rugby club. Is that right? Yeah, I work behind the bar, and yeah, I work behind the bar there. But also, Nicky Money, uh, Tom Wood played for Barker Butts, who plays plays for England now. I actually lived two doors that, down from Tom. I was mates with his brother Rob uh, growing up. Um, Neil Back, Neil Back, Danny Grucock, Leon Lloyd. Leon Lloyd yeah. Names. Yeah. Sound like the standard might be a bit too high. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> Listen, I can run a game. I can't run, but I can run a game. That's about as good as it gets. Yeah. 
I need to get back up to Barker, but soon. Barkers. Is the, are the post-matches any different in club rugby to the, they are? I mean, you're still lads when you're in professional rugby and want to go out and have a beer afterwards. Is the post-matches something that you'd be looking forward to, getting the spread on after the game? Oh, there's a lot of boys that won't have a beer after a game now, isn't there? It's complete, like Now, after a game, you, you basically straight back on the bus. Protein shake. Genuinely. So, so sometimes you'll go, so you're going from, yeah, you're going after the game, there'll be a slight debrief, shower. I'd say eight eight times out of ten, you'll be straight back on the bus and you'll be gone and you'll get food. There'll be food waiting for you on the bus. You know, the long walk to go and get food now and signing autographs. It, it does still happen seldom, but... I think that's rubbish. That's, that's what it is. No, now. it is. It's true, but I think it's, I think it's terrible. I think, you know, the old school values of rugby, you should be able to go and have a, a bit of food with... You know the team you played against, a few beers, whatever. I remember I played for Newcastle. and We beat Quinns um, at home, and it was one of my. It was the first game, my first home game uh, when I came out of retirement last year at Newcastle. We were nineteen ten down. Uh, we ended up winning twenty six nineteen with a try, the last play of the game from Rob Vickers. And we get in the change room, everyone's jumping for joy. Obviously, Dean Richards, uh, head coach, ex Quinns, everyone's really happy, and all I can see is a platter of fruit. And some sandwiches on like the, the table in the middle of the t- uh, the changing room, and Dean's giving his speech. He's like, "Well, well done, lads. It's the start. Now we're going to climb the table." He said, "Anyone got anything to say?" I went, "Yeah." Where the fuck's the beer? We've just won. <laughs> and he went, "Hold on." Ran out, literally ran out. Well, waddled out the changing room, got a massive crate of beer, and a few of the boys had some beers. Some of the boys were like, "No, no, no protein shake, protein shake." Really? Yeah, um, it's, it's not even that though. It's not necessarily having a beer. It's the fact the you know you just get straight on the bus now. You There's no time for the game. It. No time. It's yeah. The coaches are straight into analysis. You know the coaches never ever go up like now. No. I, you know they're straight into analysis. Really, it's that busy. It's on to the next game. Like we played, we played um, the week the week before. We played Bath. And it was a six day turn. So we played Gloucester. Six day turnaround. Straight on the bus. Check up with the medics. Boring. That here. is boring. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it is. You, you, you'll have two weeks off now, will you? Two weeks off. Big Jim, two weeks yeah. off, surely. Two weeks off. Well, the King's back. And I mean, the King is... It's Hoji and no, Cruz no, are back. It's Cruz. Oh, Cruz the King now, isn't he? Yeah, oh. he's back. He's back. This, I texted him. He played bloody well there, didn't he? For, for a guy that's been out for, you know, four or five weeks. Yeah, he's, he's been brilliant. I would say Cruzo, see what I've done there, tight with him, would be one of the first names on the team sheet for England, ahead of a Toji. I think. I think that's what they think. What we, what would give him the edge? I think he's the complete player. I'm not saying Maru isn't the complete player because he's world he's class. Listen to, him ba- listen to him bagging, <laughs> bagging Maru. I told you, yeah, love it. I just think with with George, he's he's the complete player and he can run a line out. Whereas Maru can run a line out, but it's not his thing. Um, whereas George is world class. He obviously worked under Steve Borthwick and Jim Hamilton for years, so he he's applied his trade that way. But he's a class. I think he'll be a starting lock for the Lions. It's a big and, shout that. Like, hands down. Who do you think? Well, there's there's, there's obviously Kratoji. I think they'll play Maro at six. They'll play Maro at six. Do you think? Yeah. There's Cruz Natoji, and then there's obviously Alan Wynne-Jones. Alan Wynne-Jones had a hell of an autumn yeah. as well. Mate, he, of all the Welsh yeah. players, he was by far the best. He always is, though. Yeah, so... It, It'll be Cruzo and... Between those three. Be Cruzo, Alan Wynne, and not, Matt Maro. Do you not think they want to go Falatau at six and Vunapola at eight? Potentially. There's some options. There's some size there, isn't there? It's going to be the best Lions team. I think we've probably got the best Lions team we'll ever have anyway in terms of competition for places, quality of players across the board, Ireland playing so well, England playing so well. You know, the Irish have performed exceptionally well and, you know, I just can't wait for the Six Nations. Fingers crossed gets that last game. Ireland have won all their games. England have won all our games. And we get to we go over to Dublin. It's Paddy's weekend. 
it'll be uh, one of the biggest games uh, of this to decide know, the, the Grand Slam, the, the championship, the lot. That'll be huge if both teams can go that way and win all their games. And the world record will be on the line yep. here, won't it? World record. Uh, take the All Blacks world record, mate. And the new bonus point, of course. Oh, yeah, isn't that weird? What's, what's going on with that, Ollie? What, what? Three, three points for the Grand Slam, which means you're guaranteed to win it if you win all the games, because there is reason you don't mm. win it, because you get the four bonus point tries. They've introduced that, um, which has obviously been domestic rugby for mm. a long time, but they did some research in the last three years, wouldn't, wouldn't have changed the table yeah. at all. So, But what it does is it does change the coach's emphasis on how the game is played. Yeah. So, you know, when there are bonus points on offer, you know, you know, it makes a massive difference to thought process, coaching. You know, you can kick goals till the cows come home in the old Six Nations where it doesn't really matter how many tries you get as long as you win. Jim, do you think it will change the way any teams play? Head down and push, mate. That's all I'll be worried about. <laughs> um, I think, like you said, you, you'll see more tries, you'll see more teams playing exciting styles of rugby, which I think you've seen anyway across the board, potentially not Wales and Italy to a degree, but I think you'll start seeing... Um, that kind of southern hemisphere attacking style rugby, which is ultimately what everyone wants to see. No, you know, no one wants to see. Although I love playing in a six-three drog fest, it's um, you know people want to see tries, don't they? And I think that this opens it up, and it's good that the Six Nations now are going away from that old school mould and, and linking up with you know with all the other tournaments in world rugby. Yeah. And you mentioned it last week, maybe Ireland being the second best team in the world. Yeah. Nah. Do you still feel that way? I, after I, I, I tell you what, after the England game, the Australia game, them winning so comfortably, yet not playing as probably well as they would have liked. We, we did get a bit lucky as well, let's yeah. say. Mm. I, I think so, but I, th- I think, <laughs> yeah, I'll maybe go back on that. Is it England and Ireland going to be close? Yeah. It and will it be very is. close. Like that, that's the thing. For me, Ireland... At their very, very best in England, they're very, very best. I think Ireland is slightly better. I genuinely do. That's that's me being honestly. Oh, that's just um, anti English, that. Just, <laughs> yeah. Mate, you're born and bred here. Well, I'm Scottish, on. mate. I hate the English. I'm Scottish. <laughs> Strong. And Ollie, do you think after? I mean, you're Australian. Do, do you think after the the weekend that Australians have got a little bit to grumble about in that second half? No, not particularly. Um, I think the game was actually there to win for the Aussies. They just gave some very soft tries. Both of Joseph's tries were avoidable. Amazing that I read. If Australia had beaten England there, they finished the year second in the world ranking. That is incredible. It doesn't make any sense. No, not at all. Can we just touch on the commentary? Did you listen to it? No, I was was there. Who was it? Diabolical. Stuart Mm. Barnes. So Australia and England have got a scrum. So the the ball's been fed in like it does in a scrum. And it's a stalemate. And basically... I think the, the Aussie hooker, it's come off his knee, it's come back, a bit of a fluky str- scrum. The Aussies there, look at them, the power in the scrum, they've sorted out their scrum, they've just shunted England off the ball. Yes. Mate, you're just talking complete rubbish, mate. Talk about old-fashioned common- commentary. Anyway, Sky Sports, I'm available for commentary, uh, you know. Stuart, <laughs> no, no, Stuart no Barnes does cop it a lot on Twitter. Have you been oh, on no, Twitter when, when that game's on, when that England game's on? I haven't, it's mate. I'm watching it, and, and I'm there, and he's talking about Courtney Laws, who was who was class in that in, in the game. Actually, he played, he played really, really well. well. He's like, look at him carry here. He's going so low, driving his feet. But it was actually a clip of the ball where he where Brown got smashed off the ball, and Courtney Laws has knocked it on. I'm like, mate, you're not even talking about the the correct clip. I suppose in his defence, having done a fair bit of co-coms, you don't always get the actual replay aligned to what you've asked for. And it's sometimes people, in the, it's easy blame the truck, blame people in the truck. You ask for a replay and something else. Comes I just up think you've got to talk with, with, with say, what you see. say what you exactly. see. Exactly. Why is Courtney Laws playing well? Like, you know, explain the reasons, tell people, tell the public why he's playing well. You know, and off the back of that, you say, well, actually, this is the wrong clip. 
You don't carry on and say, yeah, because he's driving his legs through contact and the ball's been knocked forward for five yeah, metres. I get you. I do get you. Anyway, he, he, Who else would you have? He, Who else he, would you put in there? Who would I put in there? I thought Haskell. You see any Haskell stuff? Mm, he's good. Yeah, Haskell's good. Good analysis. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, Cocoms is a different sort of beast. I to, think Cocoms is the easiest bit. Because yeah, it's a different beast to analysis. Back. Analysis, you've got all day to pick yeah. something out. You, you've got the whole first half just to pick out a couple of things and then talk about it, prep at half time. Cocoms, it, you just. Saying what you see, basically. So what, and why you've got to impart uh, some knowledge? And I don't, I don't know. I know he's Irish, and I seem to be an Irish fan. Someone like O'Driscoll, yeah, get him in. You know, getting Patterson and getting someone, well, just getting someone that is up to date with a, sh- shunting off the ball. Who shunts who off what ball? <laughs> Who's shunting? <laughs> I, I know who you don't get. And if you have a spare minute, look on YouTube. Have you ever seen Digby Uarney's attempts? Oh yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah, it is the greatest. Oh. He was at Staff Francais, yeah, um, came over from the Reds, and ha- genuinely had no. He's like and the. Ball has been passed and sideline throwing. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Dick Beat. You're a genius. Yeah. Get, get someone like Nick Easter in, you know, who, who might, you know, he, he might have been working with Quinns that weekend. He probably was. But someone like that who's just come out of the game that can give people who are watching that game a relevant insight into what they're watching and what they're paying money, paying Sky Sports, you know, paying Sky TV to get an insight to the game. So anyway. You, so you're saying he gets hammering on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, he gets a real hammer. Does he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every every time when you you just got hashtag England v or whoever they're playing, uh, Stuart Barnes is always the one just getting absolutely hammered. He'd get talked about maybe more than the game. I would have thought. Oh, look at him! He's going up and look at the hands in the line out. He's gone up and taken that beautifully. He's gone. He's, he's taken a line out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I think it's because he Judas me once on commentary. <laughs> well, what did he say? Yes, I, th- I think he had an opinion on that bath bath try at the weekend where I could have went over. I don't know. It's just a bugbear of mine that... What, know, what, he, done, what he said? What's I he can't said? remember. I don't know, but he must have said something because I'm annoyed. I just think that you want to grow the game. His head's gone there, isn't it? His head's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's just, it's just, it's just so, it's it's just, it's just so old-fashioned. You know, you want to grow the game. You want kids to engage in the game of rugby. They don't understand it. They don't understand certain bits. And you're, talk- and you're showing clips that aren't there, you're talking about that, and you're talking about shunting people off scrums. There we go. When no one's been shunted. Anyway. I'm biased, I like the New Zealand commentators. Yeah, are good. Yeah. But, but Mar- are, good. Are they good? Yeah. Marsh is good. Oh, they're brilliant. Sumo's the best for me. Yeah, yeah. Sumo's unbelievable. But, a lot of it's there because of their accent as well. Yeah. The sound, I don't know what it is, yeah. but it sounds... They're excited though, aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah. excited with what they're seeing. But they also crack jokes. Aussie, they have yeah. sense of humour. Yeah, Aussie boys yeah. are good. You listen to the B, the BT Sport boys, I think. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think so as well. Matt, I think, good. yeah, I do. Austin, like, love him or hate him, he, he's brilliant at what he does. He is. Um, Matt, he, yeah, yeah. He's Jim's still, gone. He's still <laughs> gone. <laughs> Stuart Barnes' effigy. <laughs> and I don't, like, I've not thought, I, I've thought a little bit about it. Like Brian Moore, a little bit old school, he's wearing his walking boots when, he, when he's on the show. Very old fashioned, appealing to the, you know, over 50s, over 60s. Like for me, I, I like people that age, you know, my parents are that old. But you're talking about engaging with kids 18 plus, even younger, younger depends, kids. Depends what the demographic is, though, as well, isn't it? With with you know, world BT rugby want to grow the game. World rugby want to grow the game yeah, of rugby. Do, do Sky Sports care about world rugby, or do Sky Sports care about their viewers and what their demographic is? That's well, the, it, that's well, the if, he's, if he's getting blasted on on social media, <laughs> which is blasted. which is now the main way of communication if he's getting blasted on there then obviously oh, it's no, not I, yeah I understand your point oh, I'd much rather have Jim Hamilton on comms go here's Harry Ellis let me tell you before he just passed the ball and in beer it's one night he... yeah. surely get Andy Goode on there actually if Stuart Barnes is listening to this Goody has told me to say this so he Don't can get it. lies lies there we go we've got some social media stuff do you want to hear yeah, this yeah let's get into the social this, media hub 
Oh, in the first 20, genuinely hundreds of comments. So really? first up, I'm going to give him a shout out because it's the best name ever. Jamie Vakaheketaha. Good just, name. Just a it's shout a out. Name. And on shout outs, we've actually got a really nice, a really good one here, which is a first, absolutely. They're going to say Andy Good looks lean. <laughs> no, that has not happened. Did you, um, they did say, I Andy, did. if you come straight from work. But, yes. Um, yes, I have. WorldwideCurrencies.com. <laughs> another comment. If you can ask Big Jim to say hi to fellow Scott, Iona St. Joseph, possibly his biggest ever fan, he's going to donate to a charity of your choice. So just give a shout out to Iona St. Joseph, your biggest fan. Iona St. Joseph, thank you very much for tuning into the show. And, yeah, so who's donating? Uh, Rich Smith, who's put Iona. Well, Rich Smith is asking on behalf of Iona for a shout-out. Um, yeah. And we'll donate to a charity of your choice. Have you got anyone in mind? The, Matt Hampson, the Matt Hampson Foundation, you should check it out. Um, I imagine it's www.matthampson or Hambo Foundation. Check it out. If you Google Matt Hampson Foundation... Get busy, get busy living. Get busy living. They're doing absolutely unbelievable things. We're very biased. But if you look at some of, the, some of the stuff that they're doing, that is money well spent. Well, there you go. That's for Iona. And Mark Welling has been in touch, who is the Southwark Lancers. Oh, yes. A bit more info. They are South East London, ghetto rugby of inner London and Kent. I go past Southwark. Ghetto. Get, uh, ghetto. Get me in there. I do go past uh, Southwark Tube Station quite regularly, get into oh. the city. So, yeah, I did think about that. Ghetto's you, though, Ghetto isn't it? ruggers. Doesn't go together, does it? Let's give it a go. Um, well, we talked about Richard Hibbard last week. We're getting him on the on the line shortly. He might actually already be on the line. Well, the uh, producer might be talking to him at the moment, but we're getting him on the on the line shortly. Have you? Do you guys want to know what you're going to talk to him about? Any any sort of? Uh, I mean, you had a story to tell him. Uh, talk about him. I've, last just, I've got a question for him about his nickname. That's a, uh, you know that's about it really. Uh, so, oh, we'll we're, get, we're getting the two minute window. I need to ask him about that lid because I was spooning him in a rook last week and it smelt. So conditioned. Oh, did it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. I wonder where that was going. When he said I was spooning him, all I was thinking was uh, Noel Edmonds on the phone. <laughs> they both like condition. That's what, I, I don't condition my hair that much. I'll be honest. I don't even. Wa- Apparently, you shouldn't wash your hair that much. That's what the barber said. Because twice a said, week, isn't it? Twice, twice a week. A week. Mm. You should do the same as what women do. Self wash. Yeah, but it, or when you've got you know the um, African style hair, self wash and stuff. They say that's what they say. What? Who's they? Who's they? Sorry, Maro told me that because I said I've got the thick Af- hair. The African style hair. Yeah, the dreadlocks. Well, dreadlocks, thick hair like mine. Mm. That nickname that you you got, who did you who did you get it from? Uh, Brad Davis, the big Welsh second row, hell of a bloke. Good player as um, well. Good player, biggest nose you'll ever see in in world rugby. He's a uh, he's top bloke. He he's, he told me to call him Patrick Swayze. Well, I think Hibbs is Hibbs is on the line. I'm getting the thumbs up from Fred, the producer. We can Great talk timing. Richard, are you there? Yes, yes. Yay! How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. You guys? Yeah, not too bad. Just a quick question from, uh, it's, it's come all the way from, from the Ospreys and Brad Davis. How is Patrick Swayze? <laughs> of course it's come from him. <laughs> Sorry, uh, mate. I remember we played you a few well, years ago and he, and Brad was like, Goody boy, when you see Hibs, when you see him on the pitch, call him Patrick Swayze, but... Hey, that's not a bad Welsh accent. And I looked at you, I that said it, and I shit myself. Well, then I shit my, I said it to you and I shit myself and, and waddled it away, so... Uh, do explain. Uh, I think we were about the same size at that point. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit bigger now, son, so you watch <laughs> out. So how did, how did you get that name? Well, I think it was one of the boys' weddings. I think it was Duncan's wedding. And uh, I was sitting in the corner. I said, no one put uh, Patrick Swayze in the corner. And the, you know what rugby boys like? As soon as they got a chance, they turned into Patrick Swayze. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. How's things at Gloucester, mate? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, the mood's, mood's good at the moment. Uh, obviously, we've uh, just gone through a difficult period of league games with some good results. So uh, the mood is good. Uh, we know it's, it's, we've got to be a lot better, but 
getting her. Slowly creeping up the table as well, which is good to see. Yeah, exactly. The middle part of the table is so tight. I think it's three of us are all at the same point. You generally can't, can't slip up. Hibs, Hibs, it's Jim. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. So Greg Laidlaw, Greg Laidlaw said to me every time Gloucester play Saris that you target me because I'm the worst player in the Saris team. Is that right? He's got a point. Well, he sometimes comes out in the analysis, but <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> what do they say about you, about Jim? Uh, he's guaranteed a penalty. I know that. <laughs> or, or ten. Hey, mate, I've got better. Hibs, I've got better, mate. Well, that elbow to the head was uh, really, uh, that was one, I think it was. Mate, did I really catch you with the elbow? No, I just should have been a red. Oh, no, no. that's a red all over. Did I catch you with the elbow, Hibs, or not? Nah, you're, you're one of my chins, I think it was. <laughs> mate, I just think that the um, the TMO looked at it, he couldn't believe the power that he'd seen <laughs> explode through that rock, and they were like, yeah, this can't be real. What we've just seen can't be real. Yeah, it's like it didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> so Jim did, ask, uh, Jim did say earlier about your, uh, he said he was trying to spoon you in a ruck as well the other week. And he was talking about how lovely your hair smelled, and, and he wants to know what conditioner you use, pal. Oh, it's Tresemme every day of the week. Tresemme, <laughs> Tresemme. Because go. that was the case. Well, I was. I, Hibs, I was genuinely, we are in a ruck, and I was on top of you. I don't know what I was doing, but I, I smelt you. Your hair was in, in my face. I smelt it. actually smelled conditioned, which was, lo- <laughs> which was lovely. So obviously, Mate, you have, mate. Hell of a lid, though. Hell of a lid, by the way. So what's uh, Hibs? What's um, obviously with Six Nations, etc. In the in the distance, but um, what's the situation with Wales and what have they said to you? Well, uh, obviously the World Cup comes where I got uh, let go. Really, if I may talk very honest, I was a little bit off the pace there, and they had every right to. Uh, and the boys since then performed well, so all I can do is keep doing. I'm not internationally retired. You're always like that phone call, but I I just. Yeah, I understand that. The, obviously, the the big thing about the the Welsh in the autumn was they really struggled at set piece, didn't they? And obviously, with your strengths um, at set piece, not so much around the park, but um, the old set piece <laughs> is, is sorry, mate, is, is you know you, you've got to be phoning Rob Howley up and saying, "Listen, mate, what have we got to do?" Surely, you uh, probably blocked me. <laughs> So, Hibs, how long have you re-signed for at Gloucester? Well, I'm only 28, so... No, no chance. You are not 28. <laughs> uh, another two years. Another two years. Yeah, I went on my Tongan passports. So, uh, <laughs> oh, mate, that's good. Mate, awesome work, Hibs. Mate, it's, hey, it's awesome to see you playing so well as well, mate. Seriously, banter aside, mate. It's quality. Yeah, thanks, boys. Thanks very much. Cheers, Hibsy. Cheers, Hibs. All right, well, let's get into uh, the the good, the bad, the ugly. If you uh, if you haven't already heard that, um, it's when uh, Andy Good wraps up uh, what's been good, what's been bad, and what's been ugly in rugby uh, throughout this past week. Yeah, we've mentioned a few things. We'll start with the good, obviously. Uh, talked about Rob Miller, uh, how he played at ten, late notice, at the drop of a hat. Cipriani pulls his calf with the last play of the ga- uh, last play of the training team run the day before. So Rob Miller comes in ten, controls things well for Wasps. They go really well. We've got to mention Bath, haven't we? Mm. How good were Bath beating Saracens? Mm, mm, mm. It's gone quiet. I'll tell you what, what can we, I, I just jump in there as well. Yeah. Falatau played. I, he went off with a HIA. I, I don't know what happened, but oh, mate, he was unbelievable, yeah, mate. He was player, like powerful, hungry, running. 
I'm just him? saying. No, well, I, I didn't. I, I, I touched him. <laughs> so yeah, mate, he, sat Mar- he sat Marrow down on a carry. Yeah, and it, to be fair to Bath, you know, you look at them last year. They couldn't finish a hot, a hot dinner, could they? Under Mike Ford, um, year before they were pretty good. Last year they were awful. Loads of problems in the changing room. Um, obviously, Todd Blackhead has come in and, and regalvanised the whole group, and they're going well. So they didn't get it. It's got to be England, hasn't it? The best team in the world right now. Ooh. England are the best team, the most successful team this year. 13 from 13. Tom Wood was outstanding. Courtney Laws was outstanding. Nathan Hughes was brilliant. Ben Young's absolute man of the match performance. Uh, Again. So, so the good this week is going to be England, best team in the world right now. Why do you keep looking at me like that? I'm trying to get a bite out of the game, can't we? It's fair enough. I think like, if they did play the All Blacks tomorrow, they they would win. They would probably oh, beat the All Blacks. But, but, but that's if they played them tomorrow. Because of the time of the year it is. It's only really World Cup year where you get a real gauge on where everyone's at and on an equal playing field, isn't it? Anyway, so the good, we've gone away from the subject, <laughs> was England. The bad. Uh, I'm going to go Peter Fitzgibbon. Why? You're all looking at me going... The referee. No, TMO. I thought it was yeah, garbage. I thought it was absolutely garbage. Marlon Yard's try is never a try. Completely agree. Never mm. a try. He hits it with his left hand, it goes forward, then he grounds it with his right. Mm. 100% a knock-on. And as Jim said, the commentator's like, that. yeah, 100% try. It's never a try. It's a knock-on. Um, so what that, commentator said that? Uh, Stuart Barnes. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> ne- also, never a yellow. Yeah, surely? that's my next thing. Obviously, uh, Dane Haley Petty's yellow card. Game's gone soft. Um, yeah, you say that he's he's literally hit him, and just as he's offloaded Mike Brown, um, nothing against Mike Brown. It's you know he's got hit, and it's not a yellow card. It's just the you know, TMOs are getting too involved in stuff that they don't need to get involved in. And I think it detracts from actually the game. And uh, everyone saw Haley Petty's face; uh, he was not happy at all. And I just didn't think it was yellow card. Anyone that does that's played the game, and you saw the whole Twitter line people saying that's never a yellow and stuff yeah. like that. Jim, with the way you play, you must be a bit worried when you see someone going off for a yellow for that. I don't, I don't jump up for the ball, so it's no issue. I, I, it is a difficult one, isn't it? There's been so much over the past few weeks. It's obviously the rulings and stuff. It's such a, it is a dangerous thing to do, isn't it? Jumping for the ball when two guys are jumping for the, two players are jumping for the ball is a dangerous thing. Someone's going to come worse off. What's he on about? Is yeah, it, I think he's talking about George North. <laughs> no, tackle, yeah. So what he's, yeah, okay. Sorry. No, t- no arms. No arms, no though. Arms. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Oh, did he, uh, was, um, it just hit... It offload inside. Okay, back. yeah. It, just hit him, yeah. Um, it was nothing. It shouldn't have been a yellow card. Anyway, so my bad is Peter Fitzgibbon. Uh, I was thinking about the other one that you were talking George about. George North. Well. And then the ugly... <laughs> the ugly... We'll get to that now. Um, so George North's concussion. Uh, and for people that saw it, there's two different ways of looking at this. If you're a regular rugby fan, you see George North, he gets taken out in the air purely accidentally by uh, Adam Thompson. No malice in it at all, just got done by the bounce of the ball. Uh, But George North gets taken out in the air, lands on his side, and then literally closes his eyes as if he's been knocked out completely. If you're any, any sort of rugby fan, you think he's clearly been concussed, there's no way he should ever be allowed back on the field. Goes off, does his HIA, comes back on, doesn't he? Um, the Leicester boys were actually fuming, thinking that he was trying—he was faking to try and make yeah. it worse and try and get a red card. So, what do you think? Because I had—I had to say—I took a tweet down yesterday because I don't think he was knocked out. I don't think he was knocked out at all. Because when you're knocked out, your eyes stay open, and he was—he clo- closed his eyes on the floor. I'm not saying he was simulating or anything like that. Some players will play up to it more than others. I remember I played against Northampton for Worcester, put a little chip in. Courtney Laws took me out a tiny bit late. wasn't even that bad. I had to look up. They've turned the ball over. I've then gone head down to the floor. It's a clip on YouTube. Courtney Laws ends up with the yellow card. Off he goes. And it's simulation, whatever. 
Um, I don't think there's a place for it, even though I've done it in the game. Um, and George North, whether he was, you know, he shouldn't have been allowed back on the field because if he was concussed, which he which he made out he was, he made out he was. Yeah. There's no way, especially with his his history. For me, I don't know whether it's simulation, but I think what's happened is he's hit the floor, and I think he's obviously closed his eyes, thinking, "Shit, am I knocked out? You know, am I okay with all the history that he's had?" There's no way if he if he did, if you get knocked out like that, you're failing your HIA. If you you're out, you can't pass no, it. No. Like it's almost impossible, and then for the for right right reasons as well. And Northampton know that the game's on TV. Yeah, you ain't gonna go off, fail your HIA, and they're like, "Oh mate, don't worry, you, you've been out for months before." You're one of the most high-profile players that's had concussion. You can play on. Mm. And George came out and he said, you know, he, he, I don't know if you saw his tweets, I would actually had look after that he was fine, he wasn't concussed. But it then should sit, I think, should sit with the club doctor to say, you know, if there's any chance of it looking like you're knocked out, you're not allowed back on. Because, there, it's, yeah. you know, this whole thing about what's happening in the NFL with all these... Yeah, because um, if you're George North's parents, you've got to remember he's a young man, isn't he? Yeah. I don't know how old, and you're watching that. If I'm his dad... You like keep him off. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Regardless, like you, you're going to see it in in a way in which your dad would. Like you're looking after your son's safety, and you're like, well, what the hell is he doing back on? You'd be you'd be spewing rabbits. Rabbits again. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's let's lighten the lighten the mood a little bit, lighten the note, and finish off with the the filthy fifteen. What are we on to uh, uh, number twelve inside centre? No, no wingers. Wing, wingers. Well, I so we're going straight to we're eleven. Going 10, are we? Yeah, I, I don't know. Don't like doing that, but that's what yeah. I said to Fred, the producer. Well, I had a twelve. Well, I had he's a 12 the boss. So, yeah, yeah, twelve. I had a winger. <laughs> well, common sense goes one, two, eight, nine, ten, eleven, doesn't it? Yeah, well, let's go eleven then. So we go wingers. So if we go one each, then that's the team done, is it? The wingers yeah. done. Yeah. Well, my my winger is going to be a guy who many people may know, most people won't, because he played a long time ago. Andy, there's no chance as a Kiwi you'll ever know him, because uh, he played for Leicester and London Irish. I'm going back to '98 to about 2000, and then he retired. Mm, no uh, a winger called Namdi Ezeliki. No idea. Anyone remember him? Obviously, Jim. No. You don't remember Nams? Namdi Ezeliki played in the wing. For Leicester. I do remember, yeah. It would have been just before your time, actually, I think. I yeah, I do remember to, it. Yeah. Anyway, so we're on a night out in all places in Leicester. Life. No doubt. Jim, Jim's had a few good nights out there. Um, and we've got, so we're young kids. We're literally 19 years of age. Uh, it's a Friday night. There's a first team game on the Saturday. None of us are involved. Um, there's no under-21s fixed or anything. So we've trained on the Friday. We've all gone out on the smash on the Friday night. We're in life. Namdi's come out in white jeans. Um t-shirt it was a bit low-key Leicester it was life nightclub anything goes um Jordan Murphy and myself were at the bar a few of the boys Leon Lloyd was there uh, just having a few beers and we end up pretty tanked up throughout the night um we end up going into life nightclub and you know one thing led to another there's shots at the bar there's all sorts going on and uh all of a sudden we're like that where the fucking hell has Namdi gone we're like oh, that's a bit weird anyway next minute we get a tap on the shoulder from one of the bouncers your mate's in a bit of trouble in the toilet we're like oh, I'm like Okay, well, I'm not going to go fighting because I'm wet as anything. This is where we needed Big Jim and his windmills coming out Handbags. everywhere. Handbags, yeah. Um, so Jordan Murphy and uh, Leon go into the bathroom uh, and the the, uh, the security bouncers taking them to the bathroom opened a cubicle and there's Namdi with pants half around his ankles but he shit himself in his white jeans as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, anyway, so they literally like look at each other. Well, I'm not fucking touching him. I'm not helping him out. I'm not picking. He's got he had white jeans on and he was caped in absolute. 
Did they use did, did they use the mop bucket in live toilets that everyone used to get mopped <laughs> mopped with? <laughs> yeah, there's this story. Go on, tell a story about that. That's horrible as no, well. We'll, we'll save it for another day. But basically, there was a mop in live toilet where. If ever you went in the t- for a wee by yourself, next thing this mop would come flying around and smash you straight in the face. <laughs> so basically, you'd be, everyone got mopped, basically. <laughs> so if it'd been used to wipe his arse, then um, yeah. no wonder we felt ill the next day. Yeah. So there we go, Andy yeah. Azaliki. And uh, funnily enough, um, the club found out, so Dean Richards, pretty good bloke, uh, as Jim and I both know, found out Namdi had got. He was big with the police in Leicester, wasn't he? So he found out Namdi had got himself in a bit of trouble. Nothing, nothing illegal, but found out that he got himself in a bit of a state. Uh, he's gone home. The boys are putting him in a cab, etc. Uh, and he was at the time he was living with a lad called Jim Ferris. Uh, he was a, a scrum half at the club at the time. Anyway, Dean's found out. Phoned Namdi at ten o'clock in the morning and said, "Namdi, I need you at the club. I need you." Dave Lockie, the Canadian winger at the time. He's gone down injured, so I need you. You're going to play today. And Namdi just had to admit. <laughs> he said, Dean, I can't. I was out in the smash last night. I've got myself in a bit of a mess. I can't even get out of bed. Um, so obviously, Dean was on the wind up as well. But, Brilliant. Uh, I really struggled with my backs. Even when it came to thinking about the 12, the door thrower, it was, yeah, like for me, I've really struggled. So there was a couple of contenders for the winger. So I did think about Stephen Booth, me old ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling, oh, hung like an absolute slipper. Um, but we didn't want him. I thought about Sean Lamont. Because he can do he's this. Hung, he's hung like a horse, is not he? <laughs> but he can do this thing with his nuts where he pours it over. It's like a hot water bottle, pours it up over his belly button. Um, <laughs> got a photo we can show off there. It's probably not, it's not one for the kids. Um, but I wanted to go with uh, We mentioned Alessandro Tulangi last week, and now a bit of a loose cannon. Bit. You know, a bit. Um, but he had a thing for me mum. Him and Henry had a thing for me mum. Wow. So Ooh. I'd always go in and like it would be. Like team run day. Jimbo, Jimbo, is uh, is your mum coming to the game, bro? Is your mum coming to the game? I was like, yeah, I think so, mate. <laughs> He'd be giggling. No idea why. He just went all babyish with me. But anyway, we used to have barbecues around the two languages. They were very good. But Alessana had a big problem with one of my mates. We touched on him earlier, Kovskin. So I don't know why. I don't know why he had a big problem with him, but he did. But I think what happened was, is Kovskin said to him about not finishing a triumph in a game. So next thing, we're outside life, and uh, Alessandro's steaming. And he's like, Kovskin, run at me, Kovskin, run at me, Kovskin. And Kovskin's like, looks around to me, and mate, he's nine stone, piss wet through, arms like spaghetti, belly like a spider. <laughs> he's like, Jimbo, what do I do? I says, well, mate, the man's told you to run at him, so you need to run at him. So next thing, Kovskin's running down the street in life towards Alessandro Tuolangi. Next thing, he spear tackles him straight into the bus stop. Blast him straight through the glass window. He's on the floor. Kovskin's virtually sparked out on the floor. There's glass everywhere. And Alessandro stands up and goes, just call me Kovskin now, you're not Kovskin. And then walks off. Loose as a goose. Just wanted to be called Kovskin. He wanted to be called Kovskin. (laughs) And that's why he had an issue with Kovskin, because he was called Kovskin. (laughs) Well, wow. they're both done. Well done. Good, good, good chat. Good, good filthy. Oh, mate, honestly, if you want to drink with someone and you want the night to end badly, Alex Tuolangi is always your man. Is he the man? Yeah. Have you got a story as well? Have you uh, about Alex? Yeah, he's, he's not really spirits. 
Was he in the back of the cab with Harry Ellis? <laughs> They're all scrapping stories. No, they're all scrapping stories. We'll, we'll leave it there. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll keep Alex as he, as he is for just a tackle in the street. Well, let's finish off with a bit of social media if we go to our social media pod with Ollie. Yeah, quick couple of comments. James Webster, Stuart Barnes, the worst commentator ever, have to mute the game. So we've got some agreement there. Um, <laughs> but, talking about. Exactly. But uh, over the weekend, hell of a lot. And I'm going to rapidly get through these movers and shakers. A lot of stuff going on. Um... Firstly, um, Drew Mitchell leaving Toulon as part of the Rad Radra deal. Interesting to read that. The biggest one, speaking of Toulon, rumour is Cipriani knows, not even rumour, it sounds pretty much done, Cipriani knows he won't play for England, going to Toulon, and George Ford to Wasps. Thoughts on that? Right, well, George Ford to Wasps. I know Wasps have come, Wasps have come out and said we're very happy with Jimmy Gopeth and Cipriani straight back. There's obviously, obviously, George Ford wants to get out of Bath. There's no denying it. He doesn't get on... Uh, with the with I think it's Tarquin the chief exec or something he's not happy with Bruce Craig there and he wants to leave if he goes to Sale which was where the big cash is it's a horrendous move for him career wise because he's stepping down massively so there's chat of Leicester there was the whole interview with Freddie Burns last week Freddie Burns performing week in week out man of the match again and basically I think George said to his dad if you can get Sips to go to Toulon I can get out and go to Wasps and it'll benefit my career but I think Mike Ford doesn't want Sips at Toulon for my hair. Interesting. Well, that's that's one bit. And there's also some of the rumours where he obviously came out and then he pulled out of the game suspiciously with a calf and Rob Miller played. So one to keep an eye on. The other one today, big one, is Pat Lamb. Three quarters mm. of a million to go from Champions. Three million, sorry, was it three quarters of a million a year, apparently, his new contract at Bristol, to go from Champions Rugby in Europe to the Championship. But interestingly as well, he spoke to Northampton. Oh, really? Out, yeah. The happiest yeah. bloke about Pat Lamb going to Bristol, Jim Mallander. Yeah. And Doran West, those two, because Pat Lamb, if he's on the market to, to be anywhere, I know Northampton were very interested in him because uh, there's obviously a lot of pressure at Northampton. They're underperforming. They need to change. Northampton yeah. need to change. That back line shouldn't be playing what they're doing. And and, and what uh, Pat Lamb did with Cornell was amazing. He literally got yeah. and say, if you are, you're going to win games 35-30 and not lose them 12-10. Yeah. Just keep uh, attacking. Uh, and yeah. actually the way that they played. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a result of, you know, I don't know much about football, but having seen that with Leicester City winning, Connor were actually yeah. unbelievable mm-hmm. and they've played unbelievable stuff. I know they've not been great this year. They still have some big scalps. Did anyone see Bundyaki's tweet today? Yeah, and that goes on to his... Wow. He's just signed a new contract. He wants to be a bit of a project player. He had big offers good to go back to Waikato and Chiefs, etc., and just fuming, angry emoji. Not happy at all. Yeah, well, not surprised. But for Bristol, it'll be great. Obviously, track record, Pat Lamb. Um, you know, you say they're going to be in the championship. It's not guaranteed yet, is it? It's not guaranteed. Well, boxing, the, well the next Premiership game is Bristol's and, yeah. and Worcester. Bristol's against Worcester at Bristol. Bristol. I don't want to talk too much about culture, but one of the biggest things that he brought to Connor was it was the culture, and you could see that in abundance in the field. So the fact that Bristol, I'm not saying there's a culture issue, but they've got 60 odd players there. They're one of the highest paying teams in the in the Premiership, uh, and they've not performed, have they? So by him going there. I imagine that he'll go there with an ambition. He'll probably want to be in the championship. Yeah, I'm, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then he can start, he can rebuild again, he can get rid of the players that he wants to. It sounds like football, doesn't it? It does. But unfortunately... It's a project there, isn't it? Yeah, that's the way but, that it's going. Also with that, this is the last year in the championship when the playoffs are, are involved. So if Bristol go down, it will just be a case of first over the line wins it and they come back up. Yeah. Um, so it can only benefit. And I think that should be the case because the playoffs in the championship are an absolute joke. And finally, Rob Howley looks like he's somehow getting attacking coach for the Lions because it was turned down by Gregor Townsend. 
Well, yeah, they've been attacking really well, the Welsh, haven't they? Um, the thing, Jobs for mates. It, well, it isn't, it isn't. I think it's one of those things that, fair play, if they did go after Gregor Townsend, um, they should have gone harder because you know, he's a brilliant attacking coach. And we said it on here, I've said it to a lot of people, give him the attacking coach's job. But Gatlin will go with what he knows. Um, and yeah, I'd have gone for, for Joe Schmidt as well. But it looks like it's Rob Howley. All right, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for coming in, guys. And um, don't forget, the comeback is on if we can get to number one in sports podcasts by Christmas. Uh, so to do that, uh, you just need to share this a lot and uh, get all your mates to download on iTunes. Make sure they download it on iTunes because then we'll get Goody back out in the field. Don't share it too much. Yeah, and I want to shout out to my mate Turk. I know Turk listens to this as he's driving up the M1. Um, Horrendous looking man, mounted wheelie bin. You think Goody looks bad with his clothes off? <laughs> <It's> Louise. <laughs> Turk, big shout out, big fella. Rugby pod, 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 pod.